If you listen to this podcast and follow what we do at Troutbitten, then you're a thoughtful angler, and you don't accept the status quo simply because that's how it's always been done. Squall of Fishing designs and creates fly fishing apparel with this same philosophy. Squalla was started by a group of lifelong fly anglers who spent their careers working for some of the biggest names in the outdoor industry, and they understood that essential fly fishing apparel like waders, jackets, sun gear, and insulation could simply be better. So now, Squalla makes gear for us, the like-minded few, serious anglers who don't take themselves too seriously. Check them out at squallafishing.com. Water is essential for life, but for Orvis, it's the blood of the brand. Orvis has been the leader in fly fishing since 1856. No other brand can match the explorative and innovative spirit they bring to the water today. Everything at Orvis is about inspiring and empowering adventure and wonder in nature. Rooted in the vitality of fly fishing, fueled by passion and curiosity for the outdoors, Orvis designs and develops products and experiences providing the knowledge and expertise to enable more meaningful moments and connections in nature. With over a century and a half of experience in the field and on the water, Orvis seeks to ignite that passion in others. This is the Trout Bitten Podcast. Trout Bitten. Trout Bitten? Trout Bitten. Trout Bitten. Trout Bitten? Yeah, Trout Bitten. Trout Bitten. It's about trout. Wild trout. This is Trout Bitten. This is the Trout Bitten Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. My name is Dominic Swentoski. I'm the owner of Trout Bitten and the author of TroutBitten.com. Tonight's episode is perhaps our most requested subject for a podcast. I also field questions through the website and the Troutbitten YouTube channel for this topic all the time. What's the best way to carry your gear? Should you use a vest, a chest pack, a hip pack, a sling pack, or something else? So we're going to talk about all of that. But before we get going tonight, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge our friend, Greg Hoover, who passed away last Friday night. He will be missed. Greg was a legend in the fly fishing world and a kind supporter of Troutbitten. Austin, you knew him best from your time at Penn State. Uh, will you tell us a little bit about Greg Hoover? Yeah, of course. It's a really hard loss, and, and, and not just for myself or, or friends or family, but, but for the community of fly fishers and yeah. bug lovers at large. Uh, hmm. I, I first met Greg oh, back in 2014, and um, I was at Penn State, and Greg was the faculty advisor to the Penn State Fly Fishing Club, yeah. He was teaching the Penn State fly fishing courses, and uh, he was also a professor of entomology and um, well-respected and, and one of the most highly regarded entomologists across North America yeah. uh, with a specialty in mayflies, go figure. Hmm. But uh, the first time I met Greg was at a, a fly fishing club meeting. I was a freshman. It was the very start of the semester. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anybody. I was nervous. And I walked in the door, and the first person I, I came across was him. And he met me with a big welcoming smile and, yeah. and uh, greeted me with really friendly conversation. And it made me feel like I was, I was part of something. Sure. And uh, you know, I kept going back and kept going back because not so much of the, the events or the tying or, or anything like that, but it was just to meet Greg and, and get to know Greg. And um, 
he he's just one of those guys that you hope to meet in the sport who who was knowledgeable who was wise who had all the experience and was also nice enough to share it and was kind and funny and yeah. and just kind of lucked out in, in crossing paths with him but mm-hmm. you know i won't be able to say enough here the biggest takeaway I, I took from him was his lack of ego for a man of his yeah. education and stature and influence. Uh, mm-hmm. Greg woke up every day, I think, and just how could he make somebody's life better? And whether that be teaching them how to fly fish, whether that be you know getting them to catch the first fish or tie the first fly or just telling them a, a funny joke. He looked at it as to what can I give the student? How can I be a servant to the sport and to those around me? And um, in, a, in a culture of fly fishing and in the world we live in where it's, it's me focused, hey, look at me, look at me, he just kind of flew in the face of all of that. And yeah. he just wanted to see what he could give the student. And um, so now when I kind of look at fly fishing and look at life and consider things, and you know, maybe I don't feel like getting up that morning to to guide a trip or I don't feel like having the patience to take out a new angler or whatever it might be in life. I, you know, I just kind of think about Greg and how you would have handled it and how he would have approached each situation joyfully and, and readily to, uh, you know, just to take care of people. So I'm going to miss him a lot. And, uh, you know, he had a, a huge impact on the thousands of students and people he, he educated and mentored throughout his life. Hmm. Thanks Austin. Yeah. Well said. I just know that when I met Greg through you, Austin, yeah, Greg, Greg gave me confidence in what I was doing with trout bitting, which mm. might, might have been 2017, 2016, 2017. So it was early yeah. on. Yeah. And just, I knew Greg Hoover. And I mean, I knew of Greg Hoover. When I got to meet him and we had a beer together. <laughs> you remember that <laughs> night down in Happy yeah. Valley? Yep. And um, he gave me the confidence in what I was doing. I thought, wow, if he likes what a, some of the stuff I'm writing, maybe I'm on the right track. Yeah. I remember one time he said, you know, I've been reading this trout bitten thing. And it's, you know, even if you weren't involved in it, I'd still mm. really like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, appreciate the chance to acknowledge him and, you know, say thanks. Right on. And yeah, thanks to Greg. All right. So what is the best carrying system? Vest, chest pack, hip pack, sling pack, or something else? Like, I don't know. That's for you to decide. And honestly, that's why I haven't spent much time on this question through the years. I do have an article about why I like a vest, and I've shared my favorite vest of all time that I'm still wearing. But other than that, we just haven't tackled this topic all that much. Because how you choose to carry your gear is a personal and situational choice. It has everything to do with what you need to carry and how far you like to walk. Do you need to carry extra layers and a raincoat? And how many tactics do you want to be ready for? Streamers, nymphs, dry flies, and wets, or just dry flies. And I don't care how you carry it. I mean, I can't make a strong argument for one system or the next, because your goals and your watershed should dictate that choice. And while I might have some pretty strong opinions about tactical things, like how the best dry fly leaders are designed, or even for the best depth to ride a nymph, if you're trying to get a dead drift and whatnot, whether you choose a vest or a pack isn't something I feel strongly about. Now that said, here's what I do care about. Efficiency. We did a full podcast on that topic, about making the most of your time on the water by being ready, being versatile, and yes, by choosing your carrying systems wisely. 
So there are more options for anglers than ever before. Gone are the days when every fisherman in sight wears a tan cotton vest. And that abundance of options is great because every angler can find a solution that suits him or her best. So I'm here with the Trout Pitting crew and we have a full house tonight. Each of these guys carries their gear in a different way. And I've seen my friends go through different systems when their needs change or they want to make modifications. And I've learned from their ideas of how they carry things. I will say there may be more good choices than ever, but there's also a lot of poorly designed gear out there too. All of us have seen it firsthand. Some companies design packs and vests to look cool (laughs) rather than how they actually fish. The placement of zippers, what direction a pocket opens, and how a vest performs when it takes on some water are all telltale features that quickly reveal how much actual fishing was done in the R&D phase of a vest or pack. But here's the good news. If you think about your needs and do a bit of research, you'll end up with a carrying system that suits you and actually makes you a better fisherman. And I mean it. In some ways, my vest is the most important piece of gear that I own because it makes me efficient and keeps me being a versatile fisherman. Not only does that save time, but it makes fishing and solving the daily puzzles a lot of fun. Because for me, everything is right there and ready to go. So that's what we're here to talk about tonight. Each of the trout bitten guys, I'm sure, will have a lot of opinions and some good advice. We've all run into unforeseen obstacles after we thought we had the perfect solution, and I know we've all gone through a bunch of different systems. So then, let me introduce the trout bitten crew tonight by answering a quick question. This is going to be quick. This came in from Marco in Victoria, Australia. I told you last week we were going to do an Australia question. So Marco writes... Hello, Trout Bitten Podcast crew. Fly fishing for trout is more popular than ever here, and over the last few years, I've been introducing my friends to my favorite pastime. So, to become a complete angler, what do you think is the best order to learn the tactics of streamers, nymphs, wets, and dry flies? Thanks for such a great resource. I share your Trout Bitten works with all my friends. Enjoy the day. Marco, do you see how Marco used my enjoy the day sign off? You see that? Oh, it's copycat. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was a little nod, little little tip of the cap. <laughs> All right. I was looking so forward to Trevor's Australian accent this week. Oh, did he <laughs> promise that? I didn't. Trevor, you want to read it? Go ahead. No, I said it was terrible. I said, <laughs> you can answer in an Australian Boston, accent. Australia. Oh, there beer. you go. That's good. <laughs> well, mate. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Oh, good start. <laughs> no, terrible. All right, so let's answer this, guys. Welcome back to the show. Billy Dell. Billy Delly. After a couple week hiatus because Bill was on another fishing bender, here's Mr. Disagreeable himself. Bill Dell. Howdy. Where you been? Been fishing, you know. <laughs> Tired of talking about it. I went and did it, right? That's right. Well, you do it all the time. Got a couple guide trips in there? Yeah, a couple guide. Good good times. Spending some time with some trout bitten family, friends, whatever you want to call them. But yeah, it was a good time. I know it was hard for you to not be part of the, uh, especially the uh, Small Streams podcast. Yeah, that one hurt. I was like, oh, you had to pick that one, huh? And then you went in to tip it. And I was like, man, this guy's just racking them up. Uh, <laughs> well, Bill can't be here, so let's do this one to really piss him off. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. Um, are, are we all answering that guy's question? Yeah, yeah. What do you have, Bill? Okay. Okay. So I would I would say uh, dry dropper with fly line. Learn. I think the biggest thing is to learn <laughs> he had to, to cast. He had to, that wasn't one of the things. Marco <laughs> asked about. Marco doesn't want you to fish both at the same time. 
Well, Marco can. Like the biggest thing is like use so start fly with dry line. dropper. Yeah. But use fly line. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So dry dropper and then what? Where's streamers, wets, and um pure dries and pure nymphs? Uh well I covered nymphs and I would and, and dries all in one there. So <laughs> then I take them on to streamers and then wets. Okay. There you've done it. You've done it. We have to move yes. on because we have a full house. Thanks, Bill. Glad to have you back. Another guy that's back is Josh Darling. After Tess Oakley Darling was born, here he is. Hi, buddy. You guys can all hear her screaming in the background hey, hey. here. That, <laughs> won't, that won't make the podcast, but she's there. Heard her a couple times. How's life? Mm-hmm. Sleepy? Tired? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. We're we're tired. She got, you know, the other night, this feels like a milestone. She got about three hours of, of sleep straight without waking up. Ugh. And at the end of it, we were like, what just happened? Like, it feels like we got a week of sleep in that three hours. Yeah. Just because at this, you know, at this stage, and most of you guys know, it just feels like you can remember every hour of the night. Like, you remember looking at the alarm clock every time, you know, every hour of the night. Yeah. And so, but you're just hanging on. Honestly, though, things are great. The kids are adapting well. Everybody's healthy. So, I mean, what else could I ask for? That's it, right? Yep. Everybody's healthy and happy. Yep. That is great. Good for you. Glad to have you back, bud. Yeah, good to be back. Hey, here's Matt Grobe out from Bozeman, Montana. Mr. Charlie Chesspack himself. <laughs> I love me a good chess pack, Dom. <laughs> um, what's the hey, wait a second? I'm sorry, I gotta back up because real quick, Josh, what's your what's your answer to the question? Sorry, Matt. Mm. That's okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say dry flies, nymphs, streamers, wets. All right. Sorry to cut you off, Matt. It's all good. I'll get to the to the answer of Marco's question. Yeah. Uh, from my opinion, um, I think it's a no-brainer with nymphs, especially Marco. If you're really? if you're planning on fishing year-round, um, there's no better advice than to put someone into nymphs because that's going to produce 365 days a year, mm-hmm. and you won't have to overcomplicate things with dry flies and hatches mm-hmm. and all that. And then you can eventually when you get that base down um i would graduate into dry fly fishing then wets and streamer fishing doesn't take much skill so you can just go ahead and <laughs> do that at the end you just made it we're, get, we're, wow. get, we're switching nice. the order all up on them yeah. i thought i thought for sure that we would all say we'd all say the last two at least in the correct in in the correct order oh in the correct order. in the correct nice order. <laughs> austin what do you have all right first off we're fishing fly line. Yep. We're going to learn right. to cast a fly line before we Thank do anything you. else. Gotcha. Yeah, that's good. And by casting a fly line, we're also going to learn how a rod operates and how it f- casts a leader. So I'm we're going to throw you. dry flies. We're not talking about catching fish. We're not talking about numbers. We're talking about how to use the tool. So we're going to cast dry flies. We're going to learn how to present a fly. <laughs> then we might go underneath and just learn how to retrieve a fly with a streamer. And then we can graduate into nymphs and wets. That'd be my progression. Hmm. Guys, this is why Austin is the uh, Trout Pit and Skills Series guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> we see eye to eye. He said the same thing I did, except I just tied a dropper on the nah, bottom. That's right. You complicated it. <laughs> Honest to God, as soon as you put that dropper on there, for me, the casting of the dry changes, unless you're going light dry dropper, which we covered, what, last August. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't have a chance, I didn't have a chance to specify. I was cut off and told I, I wrong. <laughs> he's, he's coming in ornery. Can, can I come back full circle and ask a question, yeah. though? In all seriousness, sure, Charlie. With, I guess it's to Austin and Austin and Bill. 
Yeah. If you were, because you guys guide, right? For me, it's always, I find the quickest learning curve, right, is catching fish. So that's why I always go back to the nymphing thing because I feel like they get into fish more frequently and they get constant feedback quicker than trying to dissect the streamer fishing, yeah. which as you guys know, can be comp it's it's much more challenging to get constant fish to, to the net. And then dry fly fishing can be similar. Besides the 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 cat like do you guys feel like the the feedback piece is less important than the presentation part and the casting part? I, Austin. I guess oh, yeah, go ahead, Austin. You can go no, first. No. <laughs> Deli's got it. Go ahead, Bill. So I guess when I guide, like um, I don't want to say I don't care if the person catches fish. Yeah. But I guess my goal when when someone comes to guide is I want to make them a better fisherman. So while yeah. we may not like, let's say we catch one fish today, but like in the future, maybe they they like they can progressively get better. Gotcha. And so if we go to nymphs right away, I feel like that person can get frustrated really quick because they may not be able to control the depth and the speed. And the, and the biggest issue I see guiding people is casting skills Yes, and, and loading mm-hmm. the rod. And so to do that, it's like, okay, let's learn to load the rod. And mm-hmm. yes, you like the simplest thing is a dry fly, but then, but you can put like a lighter dropper on the back of it. Yeah. And so then you kind of get the best of both worlds where you're like, okay, let's, you know, you're kind of covering two you know, in Trevor's 3D scheme, you're getting 2D out of it. Hmm, nice. And so, I don't know. That's kind of where, where I'm at. Answer. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I think the feedback thing is important, but it comes with time. So I think I could take someone who's never casted a fly rod and teach them more on the front lawn of someone's house hmm. by casting just in the yard than having them throw a bobber with, with nymphs underneath it for a day. Yeah. Because they're going to get foundations built and how to carry that through into the rest of the game. Yeah, I think that nymphing with a bobber and weight, whether that be a weighted fly or split shot, I think that's the worst way to get into fly fishing. It teaches you, all of a sudden you're casting not just the weight down there, but now you got a bobber to throw throw around too. Oh gosh, it's so clunky. It's a it's a fair way to fish. I mean, it, and we all use that once in a while. Um, I don't like it much, to be honest. Mm. I, I like tight line to the indie, but anyway, not trying to go down that rabbit hole. The point is, I don't, I don't want to see my anglers casting weight first. I like to see casting skills. I thought you said it perfectly, Austin. Getting people to understand how the fly rod loads, especially if I have somebody coming from a gear rod, from a spinning, spinning rod background, which most people do. I think that's how, whatever, it seems to be about 90% of fishermen get into fishing in general through some kind of spin fishing system. And we all know how different that casting is because they're using the weight. We talked about this in the podcast where we talked about all different kinds of weights. And, you know, people could really go back. I'll drop a link and you can go back and listen to that podcast because I think it's important. And we kind of made this point there. How the rod loads, what a fly fishing cast is, is just dramatically different than what a spin fishing cast is. If you start to throw the weight of a nymph around or the weight of a streamer around, you start to rely on that weight and you never learn to actually get a fly fishing cast in there. That's I encounter that almost daily. For over a decade, Smith Creek has provided innovative, high-quality fly fishing accessories designed to put your gear in easy reach, free up your hands, and keep our waters clean. For 2023, check out the all-new patented tippet holder. 
Each unit is individually machined from billet aluminum and anodized in two eye-catching colors. They hold up to five tippet spools with a spring-loaded plunger that is quick and easy to use, keeping your tippet spools right where you need them. Also, the brand new Rod Clip Plus comes with an improved 304 steel pin, plus a carabiner clip, giving you two ways to attach it. All Smith Creek products are built guide tough and backed by solid customer service. To learn more about Smith Creek products, visit their website at smithcreek.co. As fly anglers and tires, we understand the value of having the right tool for the job. Avidmax.com offers over 20,000 products and the knowledge to help you find the right tool for your job, whether that be at the tying bench or on the water. Listeners of the Trout Pitten Podcast receive a special one-time discount code at avidmax.com. Enter the code TB10 at checkout on full-priced items to save 10% off your order. Orders over $25 ship for free, so you can put more gas in your tank or beer in your cooler. For all things fly fishing and tying, elevate your game with Avid Max. I think it's, I mean, I think your answers are really good. I think it's obviously dependent on where the angler comes into the conversation as far as what the skills they already have. But Mm. I think if you're starting from ground zero, what you guys said made sense. I think I overlooked the fact that we were, I almost just assumed that somebody knows how to cast fly line, which is not a fair assumption. No. But I think so many people in our sphere and people that I've grown up with have that as a background mm. of of at least having some proficiency with fly line and then we're kind of teaching them from there. But I don't think that's obviously I don't spend a lot of time teaching others. And so it's probably not a fair assumption. Mm. And and Marco was talking about taking his buddies out and getting him into fly right. fishing. And we've right. all done that. Yeah. So that's good, right? I, Marco might be surprised that there's quite a bit of uh, variation in our answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there is a foundation built, what you were saying, Matt, makes a lot of sense. It's because if you right. if, if it's obvious that a lot of time has been put into casting and, and understanding how a fly rod works and how a, even a river works, there there is a an even an intense learning curve that comes with actually learning how to handle a fish on the end of that line. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, and so and and if you're trying to teach that, then obviously, whatever the most effective version of fishing for that day is, is the right way to go. And usually, that's going to be nice. Right. Hmm. And I think that personality thing's big, like knowing who your buddy is. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would have a, like if I had a buddy with a short attention span, and this goes into my original question, I'd have him yeah. on nymphs and and wanting him to get action, to get interested in it, as opposed to someone, you know, that hmm. might really prefer the learning game because i've seen both right someone that's mm-hmm. truly truly engaged in it and then someone that's like losing you you know they're losing focus yeah. um and so yeah it's it's important to know what your friend what your friends are like as well i think that's the best answer really combine all of our other answers after you decide what kind of buddy you have there yeah all right guys let's do this how about we just start out with this question are you currently a pack guy or a vest guy, or maybe you're a lanyard guy, or is there something else? Who wants to start out? Let's just kind of, you know, freeform. Let's let's see what happens. I think that I am a I'm a chest pack guy or a lanyard guy. And in the summer I go lanyard, like I'll have days where I just take a lanyard and fish dry dropper. And that's the only tactic that I kind of focus on. But a lot of my necessity to have a chest rig or a lanyard is that I love to take my kids in the backpack. And with the backpack, 
that's one of the only systems I've found that works with shoulder straps and then the weight belt around the bottom because it can sit in front of me and I can do all my stuff here while the kid's in the backpack. So mine's really built out of necessity. I used to play around a little bit more with different systems. I've done vests in the past. Um, I don't love some aspects about the chest pack that I think I would switch off of if I had it like in the future once my kids are out of the backpack stage. But for me, that's been the best system. And and I've honestly grown to like it. I I kind of am like used to doing all my work like right here in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like having... Yeah, yeah like work it's a little workstation. A little right? workbench with a chest pack. Yeah. Good call. For sure. And even with the CF patch on the front of the chest pack that I have, like mm-hmm. I'll open that up. And that's my lanyard is built on a CF patch too. And that opens up right too. So that's also like a little workstation for me when I go that with that system. Neat. Anybody else? Best pack? Where are you? So I, I guess one thing. Here it comes. Here it comes. to clarify. Yeah, here we go. I've been through all of them. Like, I know about you. a dozen times. Like I still have probably all of them. I still have all of them in the basement if I want to go through it again. Let me just say for everybody listening, Bill Dale's hobby is to buy the new chest pack, the new whatever, the new vest, whatever is new. He buys it, tries it out, and then tells you why he doesn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> and then sells it. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, it's one I, of his I stopped hobbies. selling them. Yeah, I stopped selling them because I just kept going back and rebuying the next model. Yeah, you're like, well, I might like this someday. Like I think, yeah, there's there's different. I don't know. I can think of different situations yeah. where certain things, but for me, the way I fish, um, I fish with a land like a CNF lanyard, which is a, a heavy duty lanyard. I, I it, I don't know. It holds three, four hundred flies probably. There's a box um, built into the lanyard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I just carry my camera on a small fish pond Thunderbolt. Or Thundercats or whatever Thundercats. they're calling it. Thunderhead. 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 Um, it, it's supposed to be a chest pack, but you can thread it through a waiting belt. And so I keep my camera on there. Mm-hmm. And then I carry I carry the foam wheels with a couple different leader changes so that yeah. I can switch that out. And those fit either in the back of that lanyard or just I in know. the top of my waders. Your, so. your lanyard thing, what you're saying lanyard, to me that always meant uh, kind of a rope. I, I that's a bad word for it, but a glorified rope with a bunch of tools on it and a couple things hanging off of it. But your <laughs> yeah. lanyard, uh, you're telling me CNF sells it like that. Yeah, like, there's a neat, neat. I was gonna say little, but it's like a medium to almost large size box. Yeah. They have three different sizes, and I have the medium and the large, and so it is a real. You can store a ton of flies in there. You just said you you can store some leader wheels, like kind of in the back door of it. Let's say, yeah. That's a yeah, really, I've, I've seen that. I'm like, that's, that's a cool setup. I mean, think of the Richardson box. Right on. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a pared down old, version of that. These old days. school Richardson. You know, that's made yeah. in Belfont. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Guy still makes them. He's in Belfont. Mm-hmm. Right down mm-hmm. the road from me. Yeah. So right now I'm using the same thing, but it's not a lanyard. It's, I've mounted it with carabiners. I cut the, I, I made my own, like just paracord straps and mm-hmm. then they go up to a carabiner and those clip onto my backpack. Okay. And so. It's just, it's my, it's my camera bag, my yeah. camera backpack, because that's been sort of ne- necessary lately. And it, that, that sort of drives me crazy. Sometimes I really dislike it. I'm like, why? This isn't necessary. I don't need to carry all this camera gear. Like, all I just camera wanna, gear. I just want to fish. Yeah. But then be, but the reason for just going ahead and, and doing it this way is because I, I hate all the transfer time. 
I don't like yeah. I don't like trying to fish with more than one different system from day to day. And so if I'm out saying. and I'm and yeah. I need to and I need to get shots of something or if we're making a video, then I need to have all that stuff on me. And it it was driving me crazy switching back and forth back and, and forth. back and forth between the vest because I really do think that if I'm just fishing, I do enjoy the vest the most. And I've yeah. been doing that for a while. But but with the other needs like like camera gear of I think I'm enjoying this right now. And and mm-hmm. when I say right now, I really do mean like the last month. It's not been that long since mm-hmm. I made it. You've changed change. a lot. I, and I yeah. have seen you do exactly what you're saying. You almost do put your camera gear first. Yeah. It has to be not only yeah. with you, but very well no. protected. It's the least replaceable. And accessible for sure. enough. Yeah. Mm. You have very different needs, I guess, than than most anglers, for sure. Yeah, Which I is why you made your own your own lanyard with paracord and yeah, whatever else. Yeah. That's cool. That's the uh, that's the biggest thing for me is the is the camera gear. It's just most fishing packs are not built no. to handle it. Right. There's there's a few that kind of work, but are not ideal. No, I and Josh and I have talked about this so much. It would be really neat. You know, Josh, you've talked about having your ideal pack. You've even made. Yeah. Uh, the diagrams of this, right? Yep. Like yeah, I've got models. sketches and models. Sketches, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it'd be cool to put, you know, manufacture this under trout pit. And I'm like, yeah, there'd be about three other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. That's yeah. the problem. Everybody can pay $5,000 and uh, you can have one. Yeah. And Bill's going to give it a bad review, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. He'll buy it and say this doesn't work. He won't even endorse it. No. <laughs> if, if we're making our own, I'll make mine. I think. Yeah. I think the closest pack to perfect was that William and Joseph Confluence pack. Isn't it crazy they stopped making that? Everybody liked that. Matt, that you company, have one. That company went out of business. Oh, Willie J went out of business. I think yeah, they don't make anything. <laughs> That's what I always call <laughs> Willie J. Although Willie if J. anybody, if anybody listening here has strong connections to people who can make a prototype of something, I am interested. See, and happy <laughs> I know to pay. people. Let's make happy a call. To pay. Yeah, that worked for Austin. He got uh, vacation uh, goodies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Shout out to Bastion. <laughs> Austin, what's your carry system though? As we're all kind of listing them. I'm a dedicated vest man. And uh, for the last few years, I've been fishing the Patagonia, I believe it's the Meshmaster 2, which is a really lightweight, uh, all synthetic, I believe it's nylon, dries really fast, Yeah, um, has a nice big pocket in the back that I can store extra layers in, right on. Uh, gets all my stuff up front, but it, it the way it's organized is there's not a lot of... Um, uh, you could say horizontal storage. It's mostly vertical. Yeah, so gotcha. it doesn't spread out around my casting arms or any of my movements while I'm stripping or, or doing things like that. Um, and I, I just like having stuff in front of me. I can reach for it. I can grab it. I know yeah. exactly where it is. Um, I have a lot of friends who fish sling packs. Actually, my friend Scott, we were fishing this past weekend and he's always fished a sling pack. And after fishing this weekend, he decided, man, you know, I like everything behind me, but I'm constantly trying to get everything behind me. And then I'm just attaching stuff to my sling because I would rather have it in front of me. Yeah. And then my shoulder hurts. And, you know, he went ahead and bought himself a new vest. So (laughs) that's it. For those reasons, I I like the vest. I'm with you. Everything you said about the vest, I'm with you. And I will say uh, modern vest technology, let's put it that way, has, has taken on or they've used some of the features of PACs. Um, molded pockets in some ways. And, and like you said, those vertical 
pockets on that Patagonia vest. I've mm -hmm. almost gotten that Pat Patagonia vest. I just can't quite get everything that I want. And uh, people look at my vest. And I've, I've had, I bet you, a dozen comments. People, can you get anything else in that vest? I'm like, just because it has a ton of pockets doesn't mean every pocket is filled either. It does look, it's a Sims G3 <laughs> but it is. guide vest. And I do, well, I, I, no, that's not true. I don't have every pocket filled, but I carry stuff. If I ever laid it out, you guys go, oh, that's not nearly as much as I thought was in there. Oh, you have the, you have the heaviest pack vest of anyone that I, that I know. Yeah. I don't, I, I bet I don't. Um, oh, that's butch. No, I know. Unless. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tend to carry a lot of stuff in the back, too, because I like having lunch and, uh, I don't know, food back there and whatever, and extra leaders and stuff. When I'm guiding, I have a lot of leader solutions and then probably an extra layer. But what I have up top, Bill, I'm serious. If I lay it out, if I laid it out, you might be surprised. Anyway, uh, Matt, where are you? What's Yeah, so I've been a vest, or sorry, a chest pack guy since as long as hey I can now. remember. Um <laughs> And my buddy, that's right. Uh, <laughs> the beginning, you know, I used to fish a vest and all my flies got wet and I got sick of drying them out. So I flipped to, uh, that was the number one reason I flipped to a chest pack. Cause I used to love to wade deep and oh, you know, well. I just, I just kind of got less, Way my deeper. flies got less wet, uh, with the chest pack. And mm. now I've done a vest, I think, it was a Patagonia vest similar to what I think Austin was using yeah. at one point. I just, I didn't fall in love with it. Um, and so now my system is, I have three packs, uh, three <laughs> different backpacks and three different chest packs. Um, they hang in my garage. Uh, one is very small. Uh, it's almost like a lanyard. It's set for dry fly fishing only, uh, small streams, bushy attractors. Uh, it's set with tippet one box pre-made uh and floating and then the second one's a little bit more elaborate it's a little bit bigger and i can carry a nymph box with it um if i want to go lightweight and i interchange backpacks with that system as well depending on if i need to carry a lunch or whatnot and then the third one which is the one i fish with most of the time is the cross current chest pack from fish pond bill did i say that right I think it's he cross can't even current. get Thunderhead and Thundercats. Right? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's cross current and a ridgeline backpack. <laughs> and you guys yeah. were talking about camera gear and whatnot, and I uh, that's that's the best backpack I've fished in ever. Mm. Um, it's perfect size, carries all my gear. Uh, I will give a shout out to Fish Pond. I think they have the best interchangeable system yeah. on the market. Um, and I am a Fish Pond guy through and through because of that interchangeable system. Um, so that's all I fish is fish pond, chest packs, and then I interchange the backpacks. And it suits everything I need to do um, pretty much all season. Uh, now, I know that might sound, you know, everyone, wow, that guy has three three backpacks, three, you know. Yeah. I, I, it took me a long time of trying and, and years of buying stuff to settle on just those three. And I, um, you know, take care of them, try to wash them, and, and, and that's what I fish, and it works wash for me. Wash them. What's that? Wash it. You're supposed to wash your stuff? Well, just oh, you're dirt. washing the mojo off. That's be right. I don't wash my I, I'll tell you, man, I've been, I've been right big now. on just trying to take care of stuff at the end of the season, like making sure it doesn't get put away. Oh, wet. our season doesn't you, end, Matt. We just keep fishing. <laughs> Some of us fish all year long, man. My dry fly season, end, my, my, little, my little chest pack freeze or, or definitely ends here in the winter. So I go through it and, and put it away and make sure there's no nastiness on it. Um, but, you know, that's just me. Every, everybody's got their own stuff 
So, dude, Josh brought up how, and I'm with him on this, he doesn't want to have to guess or to transfer stuff. Like, Josh, you said, you don't have multiple systems. You have one system, you're going to take it. You, you got tired of transferring around. Yeah. That's where I am. So, Matt, my question is, like, yeah. do you, okay, our buddy Steve used to have, like, I mean, three or four different systems. And he had a set of nippers a, and, and yeah. tip it in every one of them. Yep. Yeah. And all this stuff that he, he didn't transfer over. I don't either. Really? No, I mean, I have my fly boxes and those are specific to that vest. Wow. So but I and have you flies a, too, yeah. So I have dry flies and nymphs, you know, mixed purposely in one small box that'll fit in that particular yeah. small chest pack. But it's taken me a long time to feel comfortable with it. But to your point, I don't think. I'm yeah. like, oh, I got an hour and a half to Pick fish it up a small and go. stream. Boom. That's good. And I'm the only thing I forget sometimes is the net. <laughs> Well, that's, that's, that's fair. Yeah. So I used to, when I was trying to dial stuff in, uh, I mean, I fished a hip pack, I fished sling pack, two different chest packs, and a bunch of different vests. And I tried to do what you're saying, Matt. I had two or three, really two. I was trying to have two different systems. And when I started night fishing, and Trevor, you and I have talked about this, I started, I kind of tried to do the same thing. But I don't know. I felt like I never, <laughs> to be honest, I felt like I never had enough money to be like, okay, I need like three sets of nippers and three sets of hemostat, <laughs> three yeah. sets of tippet and whatever else. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't have enough gear or resources to really have three full setups. And um. I I understand what you're saying though, man. Like you went through a long process of figuring it out, and I a think I'm Christmas old enough presents. now I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A lot of Christmas presents. I'm with you. I did that last year where I sat down and I tied two extra fly boxes of flies for guide trips, and this so time. I had, you know, I had one. I had a vest rigged up because when I guide, I do want to have like every option because I don't want to. Right. You know, be the guy that's like, oh, I have that. It's back at the car. It's, right. You know, and so when I guide, I was more, I would wear a vest. Yeah. So I have those three systems, right? And Bill was talking about fly specific. So I have a lake box set up because I like to, you know, hike into the high alpine here in the summers and fish for yeah. lake, lake trout. And then I have a boat system as well because i oh yeah you know, and that's where my lanyard comes in so i'll fish a lanyard sense. when i'm in the boat uh and then i grab all my boxes and chuck them in a boat box but so really uh, i have three four five dom no, and it would not make you go nuts uh, i have five systems yeah. <laughs> um to meet you know the the brief window of that which is four months out here from you know mid-june through later september all that stuff's on the table and and I, w- I like to be prepared for it because I do backpack. You know, that's a whole yeah. other thing. When you're backpacking for three, four days in the wilderness, yeah, yeah. that's that system. I Can't hate trying to. No, and I hate thinking about it when it's time to go. So yeah. I do it early in the year and prep it. And that way, when I do go on that trip, I can just grab that small chest pack with the box that I know is lake specific mm. with, um, you know, leeches and all that fun stuff. Anyway. Man, uh, fair yeah. fair warning to anyone who's 22 years old. You can't have that system worked out yet. No, <laughs> yeah, not yet. Right? Hey, maybe if you're a guide. <laughs> well, no, you need some experience. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. You need some age on you. And a lot Unless of you've seasons. been fishing since you were 12, maybe. Yeah, how about it? Imagine if someone put as much time, thought, and effort into designing fishing apparel as you put into finding fish. Well, someone did. Squala Fly Fishing builds waders, jackets, shirts, and pants so well-designed, dependable, and comfortable, you hardly notice them. When you're wearing Squala, you're never hot or wet or unreasonably cold. 
so you can focus on more important things like fishing. They don't make gear for everybody. They make gear for us, the like-minded few, serious anglers who don't take themselves too seriously. Check them out at squallafishing.com. Then use the code TROUTBITTEN10, that's the number 10, for 10% off your first order from Squalla. Tactical Fly Fisher was founded by Fly Fishing Team USA angler Devin Olson to bring anglers cutting-edge gear and techniques from the international competitive fly fishing scene. Tactical Fly Fisher's aim is to help you improve your angling ability so you can have more fun on the water. Whether you need some flies, fly tying equipment, or a new rod or reel, they've got you covered. Head on over to tacticalflyfisher.com and use the code TBPOD10, that's T-B-P-O-D-1-0, to get 10% off flies, fly tying supplies, or terminal tackle. I have a night, a duplicate, uh, kind of a duplicate, but it's a smaller FHF chest pack that I use at What's night. What's FHF again? It's just a company that makes like hunting and outdoor Fish gear. Hunt fight or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they, they make some really nice kind of smaller packs and their chest packs great because it's slimmer and it's lighter weight. And at night I'm carrying a much pared down version, but I have yeah. all my things in the same position that I would on my bigger pack in terms of where my nippers are, where mm-hmm. my hemostats are and where my tippet is. And if I have those three things where I know how to access them and they, it's kind of just reflex. Yes. I feel like, and I was curious with you, Grove, like with your different systems, do you have like crossover between where you keep the, I mean, are the nippers always like right there, you know, where you, your right hand. That's a good you know, or, question. Yeah. Um, I change it based on the, the pack. Definitely. Because <laughs> he can just wider. sense where his nippers are. He yeah. Just um, it, it's all my biggest thing with nippers is not, getting in the way of the mono rig and how I cast like that's sure. usually my biggest annoyance is where it sits because it gets uh tangled so I change that stuff up from a so I'm a little all over the place with nippers and, no and forceps um based on you know I just don't want it to tangle in my line huh Trevor I I'm with you I would have thought that Matt was really gonna say like oh yeah they're always there yeah, right, right on my the same right place. on my right chest or something like that. Yeah. I don't even think about it, right? It's just my hands there and that's where they yeah. are. And I'll... So you've set your packs up the same pretty much. They're as close Absolutely. as you can get. Yeah. yeah. They they mimic the same structure. Yeah. What you brought up, those three things, your nippers, your forceps, and your tippet are mm-hmm. arguably our most used things. Then our fly boxes. And for me, like mm-hmm. leader choices. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. after that, yeah. you, you know, you're getting into floatant and split shot, and then re- you're really into the odds and ends, which are real personal and specific right. to each angler, but those those three things. Well, UV lights. Those three things. UV lights. UV light. Right? Yeah, right. Those three things, though. <laughs> I want toilet paper. I want access. <laughs> Sidearm. Bring this up. Like I want access <laughs> to all of my stuff. All of those, especially all those three things, and then you know, the four or five things. I want everything up front. And like Austin, I know you best guy, right? Yeah. I want it right there. I'm not. I don't want to have to sling my hip pack around or sling my sling pack around. I want everything right there. All those three things, especially I can maybe deal with some, I think you could be a lanyard guy. I think we can make you a lanyard guy. Honestly. And I just knew when we set up this topic, I just knew that I'm, I I know I'm going to come out of here going, you know what? (laughs) I got an extra one. I'll let you try it. Let you try it. I've done a couple small stream things this year. Well, after we did the small stream uh, podcast, I was like, man, I missed that. And I, you know, got out. 
twice since one and Aiden came with me once. And, um, anyway, I just know that this year I'm going to do more small stream fishing like I used to, man, I don't need that whole vest. And the problem with the vest is it really does get hot and I don't care how breathable it is. And the, the, the mesh and the stuff that's, that's the failing of a vest, right? Like we all acknowledge that it gets hot. It's a lot of coverage. It is a lot of coverage. That's it's a, a good full way to coverage put it. system. A chest pack, full like coverage. that backpack part of the chest pack, that can be very hot yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, you get the big sweat stains in the front and back yeah. in the chest pack. And there you go. Hey Matt, though you brought up like a, like a vest, you know they get wet. Well, I will say like for the last decade or more, like I choose a, what they call a shorty vest. So sure. really, my vest rides pretty dang high. Maybe right. not as high as a chest yep. pack, but I've seen people too wearing a chest pack that whatever they don't have it up real, real high on their chest. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a personal choice. Sometimes my vest rides higher than even a chest pack. Right. My boxes don't get wet very often, but they do. I think right. that's the big hit I have on like the sling, the sling packs, its own issue. Cause everything's behind you. So I don't like that. And I think what yeah. we're all acknowledging with the chest and vest is that we like that it's in front of us. But right then on. with a hip pack, I so often in, in the settings that we fish, that would be submerged. And I don't want to be sitting there trying to pull it above water to get oh, access to something yeah. you know it just doesn't make any sense so um, nobody here's a, a hip pack guy or or well, sling pack guy right i did hip pack for a while but only for only for gear that i wasn't gonna be fishing with never put any fishing stuff in it oh for camera gear you were doing yeah, hip yeah. Pack. yeah i'm a hip pack guy for camera gear okay because it's, well, it's yeah. heavy and you want the weight on your on your hip on your butt that, that's a different podcast go over to the photography podcast yes <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, you keep it in sorry. line here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we all agree that sling pack is the worst solution? Like it yes. seems it seems like it would be great, but it is the most it, it hurt my back. It didn't sit right. There's no good uh, way to carry on a net. shoulder. Yeah. No. Yeah. The net thing for me is the deal breaker. Trevor, are you going to say? No, it's just clearly I think it's clearly designed to look cool and not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And not to for practical reasons not to be functional if you're doing one thing if you're just going out there to bang streamers all day and that's cool i i you know i I did that for a year i told you guys that and you guys have all gone through cycles if you're doing one thing all day i could kind of get into a sling pack weighted well i'd still choose another system i'd probably do a lanyard but anyway it it, i boy you don't want an overweighted sling pack right because it is Mm -hmm. it's all on one shoulder and then like austin said everything you need is behind you like damn it all right so sling it around and then it starts to affect the way you fish. And you go, nah, I don't want to change because it's behind right. me. That sucks. That's a really <laughs> good point. A really I, good yeah. point. Yeah. And again, I've experimented with all this stuff. And when I started noticing myself going, well, nah, and trying to accommodate the way I'm fishing because of the way I'm carrying gear, I was like, no, it needs to be the other way around. I think one of the most valuable things that I've learned or understood from you is if it's not easy, you won't do it. <laughs> right on. That's very like, simple. That's human nature, it, right? It is. Like, and, but yeah, it takes someone to tell you that like, Hey, like you won't realize that you're like, well, you know, I just don't feel like switching flies. Well, that might be the difference between two, five, 10 fish that day. That's a trout pitting mantra. If it isn't easy, you won't do it. And it's, you got to acknowledge it. It is human nature and you can get around it for a while and then, you know, it'll cost you eventually. I want to go back to the idea of what happens when your vest gets wet and, and that, or your pack, whatever it might be. And that may happen from wading too deep, you may trip, or you're inevitably going to end up in a rainstorm and your stuff's yeah. going to get soaked regardless yeah. of, you know, how far you decide to wade that day. Yeah. And I think it's important to look at what material your your pack is made out of. If it's something that is made yeah. out of a blend of 
natural materials or uh, organic materials. It's just going to soak up water. It's going to stay wet overnight. It's not going to dry out on its own during the day. Uh, those are going to be things that uh, are going to cause problems for you, especially yeah. if it's warm uh, or if it's wintertime. Uh, you need materials that shed water, that naturally evaporate water and moisture. Um, I carry all my flies in waterproof boxes, and most of my gear is, is pretty resistant to water anyhow, so I don't really care when yeah. my vest gets soaked. I'm going to assume it's going to get wet, and when it does, I'm, I'm not really that concerned. That's a great point. Also, yeah. weep holes at the bottom of the pockets. Yes. It's one of the features, like I was saying earlier, yeah. not everybody thinks about that. I mean, these companies don't think about that, or maybe they think about it, and it costs I don't know, a few extra cents to put the weep holes in there. You know what I mean? At the bottom of the pocket. Yep. Yeah. So once yeah. the pocket fills up, it can get rid of the water. Like, please put that in every pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so true. <laughs> don't need a reservoir. No. Right. Yeah. Good point. So you're, so you're saying technology's changed since 1995 <laughs> when I last tried to invest. <laughs> the best. <laughs> no, nah, really. Like I said, that Sims G3 guide best, which I'm going to tell you, they made the wrong decision. They kept around the... Well, the other vest, but they've they've gotten rid of the vest that I have. I agree with you there. And why I like mine so much is all the features. And one of the main features is it has like uh, molded pockets, which open up with one hand. Now, you have to fish a long time to give a crap about that. But that's what we do, right? And it matters to <laughs> yeah, me right so it much. It does. It does. Right? I don't want to have to use two hands to open up a pocket. You know, you hold mm -hmm. the, like the backside of the seam and then the zipper you know what i'm saying like the unzip stuff you guys all understand yeah yeah and I, I can do it on my sims g3 guide vest with one hand with all those molded pockets as soon as i put that on and started doing that i was like whoa that's cool and again it takes like pack features like you said man it's like a modern vest sure. hopefully they bring that back or somebody else brings back yeah. you know does something like that fish pond does some really neat things like that that patagonia vest is cool everybody i think is kind of on the right track um, but boy, I would love to like make a trout bit invest and then we'll put some camera gear pockets in the back there, Josh. There you yeah, go. Thank you. Go. Thank you. <laughs> My Patagonia one, I could, I could operate it with one hand, but the problem was the elastic. I don't know if yours has that Austin, mm. but the elastic built into the pockets to keep them sort of cinched closed mm. before you unbelt. Cause, cause mine was Velcro, not zippers. Yeah. The big pockets. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The big pockets are Velcro. And there was like a little bit of elastic, like an elastic band around the top that, mm -hmm. that kept things snug so that it couldn't it couldn't be loose if the Velcro was even undone. But I cut all those just because those kept me from being able to slide. I remember box you doing that. With, my, with, yeah. my, with one hand. Yeah. Yep. So the, the corners were cinched, so it kept it exactly. tight. It would hold yeah, around exactly. the top of the oh, box. Oh, I get that. And yeah, then it would, that. you released all that tension. Yeah, yeah I cut, cut all those and just let the Velcro do it. Chest packs need to stop making them wider. Like, we don't need double Ds to walk around with and not see the ground in front of us. I've heard like, people say that, like, not being able to see the ground. That matters to you? Yeah, a little bit. If I, want, if I don't want to... See your you feet. Know, yeah, see my feet. That's why I don't <laughs> fall in. Like, you know, that lanyard is nice and slim and hmm. keeps me mobile. You just want to see if you have to go pee. I never thought about that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you're not peeing <laughs> in your waders. Again. Yeah. It makes a mess. Again. It makes a mess. Uh, again, you got that broken heels gut that's pushing out the yeah, that's right, <laughs> yeah. the, the chest, dicky do, the dicky do. That's right. Beep. <laughs> Speaking of broken heels, you know, I had uh, <laughs> two of the guys from Neutral down this week, and they Get caught a sulfur spinner hatch. Oh, Don was Don with cool. you? Uh, no, Andy and Anthony from the the packaging line came down. Uh, nice. Uh, 
they're not too far away from from me, so it was cool to meet up for an evening. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, they did great. Awesome. Well, did they have a pack or a vest? They're both rocking the the sling packs, if I'm gonna oh, recall. No. <laughs> oh, no. So oh, well, they're no. probably carrying beer. I would too. <laughs> they were carrying beer. It's very yeah. nice of them. It was all on one shoulder then. That's when a sling pack works. Yeah. You just flip it around. Don't and- worry, they brought you beer too. Uh-oh. You know, half of your gear is upside down too, like in a sling pack. When you sl- sling it around, you're like, oh, no, I should put this the other. It just oh. it's, yeah, it's, it's one just big a mess. Com- like it's one big compartment. Well. It's just- yeah, that too. Well, I mean, they have a little bit of dividers, but for the most part, it's one big compartment. And yeah, yeah. like you're saying, that's a big deal around. to me. That's why I don't like hip packs because most hip packs are like one or two or three, maybe four compartments. Boy, I'm pushing it by saying four main compartments. And I, again, the hip packs get wet, obviously, so much easier. And then now everybody's got these waterproof hip packs, but those zippers suck. You know, those yeah. zippers are yeah, difficult. They yeah, they're brutal. They'll fail too, but I find like they're they're too hard to open. Yes, I can mm-hmm. open them, but like you avoid opening it. It's like, this takes effort. And if it yeah. isn't easy, it's true. <laughs> Man, tough guy. But the, the, new, the new fish pond. Fish pond's doing pretty well though. Yeah, the new fish pond, it's almost like a giant Ziploc bag now. Oh, neat, neat. And so if you lube it up, you know, it'll, it'll open yeah. up a little better. You get out of here. <laughs> you get out of here. Let's, <laughs> you, let's you address the here. net since we're on the topics of uh, sling packs. Go ahead. Uh, for me, most of you guys use the uh, Smith Creek net holster. And I, I use the the magnetic uh, net release on my vest that's attached okay. to the top D ring of my, of my uh, vest. And that's how I like to carry my net. But depending on which kind of pack you carry, it's going to affect how you carry your net. Sure so some of you other guys, uh, what else do you do? I'm a magnetic guy through and yeah. through. Yep. Do you carry, is the net hoop up or down? Up. Nice. Hoops, Hoops up, down yeah. for me. Yep. And I reach uh, back, okay. grab it. Really? Net Hoop the fish. Down. So where do you attach it to the net then, Matt? Uh, right at the, I have a carabiner and I mm-hmm. clip it to the front of the hoop. Okay. And I reach back and I snag it and, and so pull your it down. down. And, so your handle's down? This handle's yes. down. Yes. Yeah, my Does handle's it have down. A tether? Does it have a tether as well or is it just a magnet? It's a magnet and a carabiner, right? And then I Connected just can to re- any reach lanyard. Uh, yeah, the fish pond. Uh, okay, I, I don't know the okay. name of it, but you know which one I'm talking about. So it's connected about. to something mm-hmm. like you could drop it in the water and yep. it'd be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of how I've always handled that, but it works we'll, for me. We'll do a full podcast on net carrying yeah. someday. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. You really could. List. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fish, you talk for yeah. two hours on it. That fish pond, the fish pond magnet. That thing's ridiculous like the to hold your net like above your pack like it it bent the wire because the magnet one released for me a couple times well, that's a strong was magnet. that in winter though no it was in the summer like hmm. this like it's, yeah, they can not freeze shut oh yeah oh, i've had yeah. the freeze broke keep yeah. them dry yeah, that's what happened. yeah yeah i get it that, that can cause you trouble bad yeah that's not yeah cool. but yeah that magnet's legit on the fish pond one it's <laughs> i don't know they got some industrial strength stuff on that well, the sling pack, you brought it up, Austin. I thought that's where you were going. There's no good way to carry a net on a sling pack. Yeah. Not if you're, you know, not if you're going to stay functional. Yeah, you're going to trip over it. Oh, I see people do it. It's like, but to sling your pack around now, you got to move your net. And then all of a sudden, your next net's slinging around. And, oh. Yeah. And even to use the Smith Creek holder, it's like running into the pack in the back. Oh, yeah. You can't do it mm-hmm. with, a, yeah. with a holster, net holster. No. And so then you're trying to hang it off the sling pack, I guess. But then again, you sling your pack around and, now the net's slinging around. It's just a mess. Agreed. Oh, we're, I'm sure we're making like 20% of the people out there are like, nope, I got it. 
Yeah. You guys don't understand. The three times a year I fish, I got it dialed in. This is all preference. <laughs> I'm sure that we've all seen like videos on YouTube of of a certain of like some some big names yes. in fly yes. fishing carrying a you know, a sling pack, but and it just and looks then the like net they've got tucked things into the yeah, the net tucked head. in and then like a hip pack also. It looks like there's things you've got things just draping off of you in yes. all directions. And it's like they that just don't catch just enough can't fish. be mobile or That's comfortable. Right. It can't be mobile and it can't be comfortable. No. Like, and like just, honestly, like Bill said, if you're not catching a bunch of fish, you don't worry about that. You're like, oh, I only have to take the net off once in a while. <laughs> Our plan is to take it off more than once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are cocky. Oh my god! I, like, I don't Man, like those I, trout bitten guys. They just—they're yeah. so cocky. But the <laughs> the the one thing, the main reason I like that the Thunderhead um, chest pack. <laughs> I crack up every time. I know it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, anyway, um, he likes it the, though. The main reason I like it is because you can thread it through a belt, and the pack, like the hip pack, is then. Like you don't have to to swing around the entire belt system. You right. just sling around. Like the the pack is mobile and it slides on the belt. That's, that's huge. My, yeah, that's yeah, my big. That's my big pain point with uh, the waist packs because you have like you're saying it's almost like the same thing as a sling pack at that point. You have mm-hmm. to you have to spin the whole thing around. Yeah. the net mounts right over top of where you need to get into. Right, and so I want a hip pack that slides around that is just a little bit bigger than the one I have now. And it would be ideal. That's the thing. It's the Again, size. Though, that's just for your camera. Right. right? Camera gear. Josh, you were saying, I'm sorry. That, well, that's, that's what I'm like listening to all of you guys. I'm like, this all sounds so great, but I can't Except. care about any of that. <laughs> like yeah. I can't, I just can't <laughs> care about any of it. Cause I'm like, I just, ha- I have to deal with what I have to deal with in terms of my fishing gear so that I can have the ideal situation for my camera. It's a good thing gear. you're strong. And that's another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What strength? Brute strength. Getting strong. Yeah, yeah. Feats of strength. Fly fishing bodybuilding. <laughs> the feats of strength. <laughs> no, how to carry a camera on the on the yeah. stream. Gosh. Oh, the, yeah. Well that we can't have that yet because it the right system does not exist. Don't know it yet. That's right. Air your grievances on episode. Oh, that's coming. Yeah. Just yeah. so everybody knows. Airing of grievances yeah. too is coming up before the end of the season. I got a list, baby. Yeah. I got a list. It's true. I do. It's got a lot of It's problems. a new list, too. Dear Diary, I hate this today. <laughs> That's pretty much it in my Google Notes app. I was so uh-huh. mad today. <laughs> Whether it's after a fishing trip or at a backyard fire, you can bet the Trout Bitten crew has a case of new trail broken heels along with us. It's honestly our favorite beer. This hazy IPA is smooth and full-bodied. Hand-selected citra hops lead to notes of bright clementine and juicy ruby red grapefruit. Broken Heels is a keeper. New Trail Beer is proudly brewed in Williamsport, Pennsylvania and delivered cold to your favorite craft beer retailer every week. At New Trail, it's not about being the best angler. It's about getting out there. So enjoy nature's moments and reward yourself for a day well fished with New Trail Broken Heels. It's Trout Bitten's favorite beer. Yeah, I I would use what you use, Bill. Except it, you can you just can't use a big lens on it. I can fit yours will fit in there. It's a little bit snug, but it fits in there. It, yeah, it, I just I need a little bit of padding. You can't fit padding in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I do. I wish it was like I think what is that yeah. five? I think it's yeah, five liters. Like if it was like seven, seven liters, seven it, liters would be great. Yeah, somebody can make to, a waterproof seven liter pack that closes securely and can fit yeah. on a belt. 
We not built to, into it. That does, it doesn't need a belt built no. onto it. Just needs to be have a belt loop. We need to petition. I, you, uh, darling, I think you said you had tried it, but have you looked at the that mystery ranch one I sent you? Yeah, yeah, I I have one. You do? Yeah, I have one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I wow. they're nice for maybe not water stuff, but everything else, they're super nice. For everything else, they're sweet. Yep, it's a uh, good design. It, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't quite work for the camera stuff, but. It's good. The gorilla thing that you fished on, like if that was waterproof, like mm-hmm. the large gorilla pod or gorilla, what is it? The the camera. Yeah, what's it? yeah I had like that. that. If that was waterproof, that like I can't believe no camera systems. Usually the camera systems are way ahead of fishing gear. Yeah, there there are bigger ones, and I think Josh, you use some of them that are waterproof, right? No. Uh, which what are we talking about? The gorilla pods. He lost uh, track. The gorilla. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. There's some camera packs that, you know, we'll have. One that but I didn't want to carry anything that big. Zippy. When I looked into it, they were all too big. I was like, I only got this little camera. I've got a real big low pro one. And that's what I'm using now. Like, that's what yeah, I'm using right. now. Yeah, And that's waterproof. And it's, no, it's not waterproof. So I have to have a waterproof bag inside I it. I was. Yeah, that would be great. Honestly, that, that would be, I'd be perfectly fine with that if it were waterproof. But it's not. Yeah. Again, it takes like some serious seams and zipper technology to make something actually not just water that's why i think just make it a roll top i don't care like roll top is fine can't you use a roll top for your camera gear agree that's what i'm saying roll top would be fine why can't you just get it like like a dry bag i trust roll top more than anything and then pat it like we were talking about with my gimbal yeah we did talk about that I've used that before where I've used like that gorilla, I don't know, the gorilla case or whatever that you have. And I bought like a, I bought like a small case. That's it. Sorry. And it, and I've got like a small summit, like the thin summit, like roll top bags. And then I put my Mm. camera inside of there and then I put it, but then I'm two layers deep by the time. And so that's why it isn't easy. Yep. You won't do it. And the, the problem with the roll top one is that is that they always install the belt loop way too low. So they put it yes. like halfway up the they put it midway up the height of the pack. And that means that it sags like crazy. And no matter what, your belt has a hard time holding that up. Boy, no kidding. And Josh, and you so and I you were need, talking about that. Yeah, you need you need the belt loop to be almost at either at the very top where the roll top is or suspended above the roll top. It's a it's fine if it hangs below a little bit. But you need that to be there so that it's not pulling outward. It needs to be pulling straight down. It can't be pulling outward. And you need sturdy like straps on the back, like that ape case. The, yes. the back of it are not very sturdy, and so it tends to like like you're It'll saying sag. like sag and roll like with a heavy lens, especially a bigger one. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot to unpack. So what here. I did for a little bit is I cut this. I cut the. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's a photography yeah. podcast. Yeah. No. The, so OPST makes a roll top one that's pretty sweet. They actually include a pad with it for cameras, which is brilliant. The only thing is their 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 actual strap system for their hip pack is horrible, and so I cut it off and I and I attached carabiners onto it with zip ties that went around my belt loop, and so I could rotate the whole thing around my belt and it hung below it and that was good for a while it just it just wore on the pack really fast and like the pack wasn't made to be doing that and so it was pulling on the seams too hard and such but that worked really great for a little bit i love it so we covered a lot let me ask you this each of you if anybody has an answer if you could if you had a wish list and the number one thing on your wish list about i don't know carrying system whether it be pack or vest what would it be 
I've said enough. You guys got it. I think a better, like Bill and I have talked about just how difficult it is to find a chest pack that has enough adjustability to kind of hold in tight to your chest and yet still be comfortable. Mm. A lot of them are just designed awkwardly um, in how they sit against your body. Um, and and if you do mm. tighten it up enough that it's really nice and high, it can be difficult to unlatch it um, or like get it on and off. Uh. Uh, so yeah, so some improvement in the straps system that goes with a chest pack, I think for me would be a big one cool everything has gone into this like giant chest pack in front of you yes instead of making it stick out further if they made it skinnier and wider and molded more like the confluence one was like you're saying like the mold the molded pockets on a vest yeah how how helpful that is it's the same thing with a vest if you just have a vest that's like a garbage bag you're throwing stuff into versus something that's molded nice and like the magnet systems too. Oh yeah. Like fish pond has some Closures. of those. Like the magnet yeah. closure you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And they have them on vest and stuff now where like yeah. that is the magnets will not fail where a zipper will fail at some point. And That's it's fair. also more convenient to get in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Mine's easy. I would do, I would ask someone to make a bunch of preset uh, accessory tool holders all throughout the, straps on a backpack and or on a chest pack because I fish a chest pack. So I would have multiple options to thread that we talked about the nippers and the forceps. So lots of times these things come and they're yeah. kind of preset and there's there's options. But for me, it would be multiple options, you know, multiple spots you can put on yeah. a back your, your backpack straps and you can get creative with where you want to put those things and play with them. Um, I think that would be that would be beneficial if someone mm. elaborated on that. To insert quickly, and I don't want to derail us here, but to what I do on my pack, my chest pack grove, is I take those little CF like lanyard things, the circles, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just I reverse it so it goes, and I put the my nippers and my forceps on them, and they sit inside, like under the pack against my chest, and ah, so on both sides, mm. and so I can I basically just like pull my finger up and just like come up with the. That's cool. With the nippers. And when I'm done, I just kind of like push it right back down. Okay. So they don't like flap around a lot. That's a good idea. Sure. Yeah, and That's yet they're smart. tetherable. Yeah. Anybody else got a wish? I'm sitting here while you guys are talking. I'm just shopping. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> looking <laughs> online. <laughs> Waste packs that have like a belt system that will allow it to swing yeah, around. Exactly. Yeah. It's like not a big fix. deal. That's how I keep that ape case. Bill. Yeah, like it just slides around on that really thick, heavy-duty, like military-grade uh, nylon belt that I have, and even my water bottle will slide around like that. And the uh, the fish pond one is sort of like that, but there's but they've got yeah. they built in that second layer, so it's supposed to grip to your waders a little bit better. And then they've got that external belt that's attached, right. and the attachments keep you from actually being able to slide anything around. It does have a nice they they have a camera divider system now, mm-hmm. which is nice for the backpack. The, the, well, they have them for the sling, like Fish Pond sells the divider system for the sling pack and the waist pack. And so it's more like, it looks like a camera divider system. And so if I want to carry my camera and another lens, I'll carry the bigger Fish Pond waist pack that's waterproof because I can fit camera and lens in it. Nice. And it's it's got a divider system in it. At the top of my wish list would be the same vest that I have, <laughs> but just material that, 
<laughs> a material that sheds water yeah. better. When it's uh, latex, really you want, raining. You want a latex fishing vest. <laughs> latex. <laughs> and you want to be my latex. Though. Hey, now. Yeah. Vandal Industries. Vandal hey, Industries. <laughs> Vandal. <laughs> <laughs> you get the phone call. Who is this? <laughs> People are going, what? Anyway, when I think it's, I mean, when it's really raining, I, I mean, it really gets kind of heavy from rain. And um, uh, the Patagonia vest that you wear, mm-hmm. Austin, the material that that's made out of definitely sheds water way better than my Sims mm-hmm. one does. Um, likewise with the whole backpack, well, not backpack, but the back pockets back there. I can put a lot in them, and that for me is absolutely key. That's one of the main reasons I wear a vest. But that system back there, when it gets wet, I mean, it's wet. And there's a better way to do it, and I've seen it on other gear. So I think we all kind of want to take a feature from this and a feature from that and put it all together, and you'd kind of have some perfection. I can't believe they don't make a waterproof chest pack. They have sling packs and waist packs, but there's not a waterproof chest Fish pack that I've seen one. yet. The Thunderhead. Fish Pond has one. Yeah, uh, they have a yeah. waterproof Thunderhead. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the one it's not I, big, though. It's yeah, small. but that's... that's Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's talking a like size. a full size. I can't believe William Joseph went out of business. When did that happen? Why? How did I miss a that? A while ago. Five years? That's why, although, yeah. that's what, that's why those pack stars stopped showing up. Yeah. Confluence packs. That was the number one. My dad has that pack. That was I the still number have one it. pack. It smells pretty bad. <laughs> I, bet I bet it does. No, Matt's is, <laughs> Matt smells like, uh, like Ty. That's right. You got to wash it. iPods. Get through that bad boy in the washer and get your your wife pissed off. There's split shot everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Ping, ping, ping. That's what I did. I washed it and I did have split shot everywhere. That's fantastic. When my vest that I'm complaining about gets wet, you know, because that's my solution is the vest, but it gets wet. And then I come home and I put everything on the uh, on a dining room table on a on a towel. And the, sometimes I have the boys do it. I'm like, take everything out of my vest and put it on the top. Like, no, Dad. Put it on the I'm like, it only takes five minutes. Just do it. It's a life lesson, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and again, there's not that much in there. But I want to get it all dried out. And then I'll put it back in in 12 hours or something. Anyway, that is a process. My wife loves that, too, putting it on the sure. room table. It's the best place for it. I don't have a, a wet room or a, what do you call it? A uh, What do you call your room there, Trevor? Uh, a mud room? Mudroom. Mudroom. Just a, a mudroom, yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't I think of that? I don't, I don't do much drying. You have an excellent yeah, mudroom. I have a good mudroom. Yeah, I do. But I also dry my boots after I, I fish, which you're still, you're, you won't even try. No, I do agree. Just, it doesn't yeah. make as much sense if you're out on the water every day. It makes a lot of sense. Makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> if you were on the water every single it's day, it's like saying five days a week. Let's say it's like you saying it doesn't matter to put wet pants on every day just because you put them on every day. I mean, that is the stupidest <laughs> That's thing. <a> fair analogy. <laughs> fair. That's a fair analogy. <laughs> it mat. It so matters, <laughs> and they don't wear out as quickly. Well, I was going to say you don't think on wet, dry, wet, dry actually no, wears out more. I think more? walking in like the extended walks with wet boots wears them out. Makes quicker. sense. Yeah, we got fly weights around the same time, and mine fell apart in no time. Way faster. And than his mine. still look new. Yep. And he dried his, and I never did. Yep. Just trying. He, he he just fishes one hole when he goes out, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Which, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mudroom, Mr. Boot Dryer. 
Mr. Boot Dryer. I mean, <laughs> hey, uh, what about the wool vest? Maybe we should have a wool vest. <laughs> huh? That sounds great. That's nice and light. <laughs> Smell like a sheep. Wool, wool doesn't shed water well. It no, no, not it so much. It absorbs it. Absorb. That's not what you want guy. as your external layer. No. All right. Hey, anything else, guys? I got one other thing. Oh, yeah, please. Depending on how much we carry, our, our vests and our packs are all different weights. And sometimes, uh, like, my my regular vest can get front-loaded, and it wants to sag. And when I fr- uh, put clothes and stuff in the back, it kind of balances out. And when my vest is well-balanced between the front and the back, it, it seems to perform better. It's less stress on my overall body. Do you guys purposely distribute gear um you know, for, for weight balance that way? I think to an extent, but I, I don't, I like with a chest pack system, it's so unequally balanced. It's not, I mean, it's not that close. So I'm not trying to balance mm. it out front to back. I'm just trying to get the fit of the straps. Yeah. I think the front a lot of times doesn't have enough volume to, to balance out my pack. So I end up, and then I can feel it right. Austin, like I can feel if I'm overloaded and I fish a eight to ten hour day, my my shoulders are sore. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel it every time I I go out like that. So yours um, is pulling up towards the your the front of you, not uh, pulling down in front of you. No, it's pulling down. Oh, I mean, okay. and and look, it depends on what what kind of chest pack I grabbed out of the garage, right? But if I'm on <laughs> <Yeah>. a long, <laughs> which of his four if, systems? Yeah, if I'm on a long day and and I got my lunch and my camera gear and. You know, and we, we didn't, we didn't elaborate on this, but you know, if I'm fishing a new stream, you know, that, that dictates mm-hmm. what type of system I'm carrying because I want to be prepared for a lot of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. so I have the full gamut in that scenario, um, to where it is heavy in the back and I can't really compensate in the front, but you know, if you get, let's be honest, like Bill, a boy over there is fishing, he knows pretty much what's hatching, what's going on. And he can get away with that. I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that to a, a new person on a new stream that's not as Good versed or knowledgeable as knowledgeable as Bill, right? With with his surroundings. You know, if, if I grab Bill and put him let's say in a stream in Wyoming, right? You know, Bill, would you be in a different put his head under. scenario than just <laughs> a lanyard, yeah. you know, because you'd want to be prepared <laughs> for more stuff? <laughs> I'm lanyard all, all across. You, 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 you know, you, all well, across. that's just now. Like five weeks ago, you were <laughs> yeah. you were just. I've been a lanyard boy. I've been a lanyard, lanyard boy for boy. about a year now. That's my pet peeve is lanyard <laughs> boy. I got a problem with you. <laughs> I got a problem with you. But anyway, I think that's it. most people, listeners out there yeah. should understand that, right? That there, there's a lot of uh, reasoning behind the choice of packs for us, right? And if I'm fishing a a, yeah. a stream I know exactly what's happening on the second week in May. You know, you can get away with that mm-hmm. smaller stuff, I think, once once you're the complete angler, right, that, that we had the question on oh, yes. at the beginning. <laughs> so um, nice. I think it's important to register, yeah. I like it. I think the kind of the main reason I choose mine is because I do like to cover water on mobile. It's just yeah. I'm a lot more comfortable and a lot more agile with just less stuff on. Sure. You know what else you guys didn't cover and we're not going to cover? Where's What's your that, bear bud? spray? Where do you guys put huh? your bear spray? I got to haul that too. Put that on your belt. It goes on my belt. It's a I whole other belt. thing, right? Where do you put your bear spray to pull yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And 
Uh, don't put it on a sling pack. Don't that. do that. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I still haven't found a good. He's got it on a gear keeper. Zing. I'm, uh, I'm done. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor would have it on a gear keeper. Yeah. I do carry yeah, it. I do carry. We've got a new, my wife and I have an arrangement. If I'm going to fish at night, I have to carry. And so I do carry. Bear spray or a gun? Carry no, what? A gun. A gun. Oh, no. I got you. And so that there, I do have to know where that's at and has to have that accessible. But it's not a bear, put big it, bear spray can. That's going to go in your belt, though, right? No, it's usually just tucked into the waders. Mm. I keep my gun on a gear keeper. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> that way I can <laughs> chop down my waders and I can... Zzzz. <laughs> you keep your pistol <laughs> on <the> gear <laughs> Got a forty-five on a singer. <laughs> forty-five yeah, on singer. singer. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's the steel. It's steel. I can uh, handle it. Right. Dom, to put answer your magnet. question, I I put it I put it on my hip, and that's why I use that Ridgeline backpack because the the bear mm-hmm. spray kind of sits real nice on that particular backpack. Um, I've had it. It's just another yeah. thing line can get tangled in but the whole point of carrying it is to access it right and you know it's not gonna yeah, it's right. not worth anything if you're gonna put it in the back of your backpack like it's no if you're gonna carry it so um yeah i put it on my hip but that means i gotta carry that backpack and in times where i'm using those other chest systems there's not a really convenient uh place to put it so i'll just carry a waiting belt mm-hmm. at that point and just kind of strap it on how big is that Bear spray? It's a it's about the size of your water bottle. Yeah, it's pretty big. Bear spray, really? Like a yeah. liter? They're pretty big, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I guess if you're gonna need it, you're gonna need some actual spray, not just like an ounce. They're not little kitties. No, no. Or you can just do what I do. Call your old buddy Sloop up, put a little peanut butter in his backpack, <laughs> and let him go first. <laughs> It is kind of fun to get him into every podcast though. <laughs> it is. Snuck him in right there at the end. Yeah. All right, Matthew Grobe, will you read us out? Remember, the Trout Bitten Project is a free resource for all anglers. The Trout Bitten website hosts over 900 articles with endless stories, commentaries, tactics, tips, and more. Find what you like through the top menu and through the search page. Navigate by way of the categories and tags, too. Be sure to find the Trout Bitten YouTube channel, currently featuring the Trout Bitten Tips series in collaboration with Wilds Media. These are short, useful and unique tips for your fly fishing life thank you for listening to the trout bitten podcast please give the show a five-star rating on apple podcasts and leave a comment because that really helps until next time friends fish hard enjoy the day and find your life on the water Thunderhead. Thundercats. Thunderhead. Thundercats. We've been through this. Thunderbolt. Thunderhead. 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 These guys are cocky. Oh my God. I don't like those trout pitting guys. They just, they're so cocky. That's the thing. Yeah, you know. <laughs>